second episode of Creeps and Crime Storytime. My name is Charlie and I will be your storyteller today. I'm Sophie. I'm going to get a story told to me today. Wooey. And yeah, hopefully <laughs> you will enjoy the story that I've picked out for you. Um, I haven't told Sophie what it is this time. I have no so idea. Sophie has no idea what it's going to be. I'm as clueless as you. I do think that it's a case that she's not familiar with. So I'm mm. hoping that this might be interesting for all of you. Full of surprises. Shall we get started? Yes. Okay. So, in the previous episode, our storytelling took us all the way back to 1948. This time, we're only turning the pages back a few times. Our story today takes us to 2005. No, that's too... I'm alive. You're alive at this point. So are you. I'm I'm 15. I am 10? 11. 11? Yeah. Right, so... But fortunately, this isn't in the UK, so we're not anywhere near this dude. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man named Thomas Montgomery, who was 46 years old, don't know him, worked shift. <laughs> you will by the end of this. Oh, no. <laughs> he was 46 years old at the time, and he worked shifts at Dynabraid Corp, which is a place where he built stuff. Did you say Dynabraid? <laughs> Dynabraid. Ah. D Y N A B R A D E. Oh, cool. Okay. So he was a machinist, and that's in Clarence in upstate New York in Erie County. Ooh. Clarence is not a massive town, and in 2005, there, are, there were about 28,000 people living there. It's quite a middle-class place, and it's very popular with families. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Montgomery had a family that fit in there just fine. Mm. He was married to a woman called Cindy, mm. who he'd been married to for 16 years at that Aww, point. Oh, that's sweet. And the couple had two daughters and a dog. The dog was called Shadow. Does the dog live? The dog's fine. Thank you. Nothing bad happens to the dog. Good, because we love dogs. We love dogs. The dog was fine. 1000%. I'm not sure exactly how old the daughters were in 2005. Mm. I've seen some sources that said they were 12 and 14, but I'm not 1000%. That's close to our ages, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, From what I've been able to find out, they were probably teenagers, like at the very Mm. least. Um, His daughters went to the local swimming club where he was vice president. And wow. Thomas Montgomery also taught Sunday school. Nice. So he's got a pretty comfortable setup. Yeah, very close to the community he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really close to the community. He's got a very comfortable life. Suspicious already. However, Thomas Montgomery was not entirely happy with his life. Oh? He had a lot of things that people would be very envious of. Yes. He had a wife, two children, and they lived in the suburbs of a very comfortable New York postcode. Mm. But he just wasn't satisfied. Oh, no. I know. He wasn't grateful. That's that's sad. It's just fucking shit. Thomas Montgomery hadn't always been so bored, however. When he was a young man, he spent six years in the military. Thomas Montgomery, later in his life, would frequently make allusions and hints towards dark times, spent serving in the military and secret, covert operations. Oh my god. But in actual fact, his military life was much less glamorous. Oh. He did go to Marine Boot Camp. Was he an admin? (laughs) hey look represent all the admin people out there okay so he did go to marine boot camp he did do the boot camp that's cool which is i don't think i could do marine boot camp i would no i'd love to try i would not but i would would not love to try on the ground i would love to do whatever the opposite of marine boot camp is admin admin yeah okay (laughs) representing all the admin people out there yes he did qualify as a sharpshooter so he qualified however 
He's never been trained as a sniper. Ooh. Never. Mm. And he's never been deployed or seen any action overseas. In fact, I'm fairly certain that he's the kind of guy that definitely would have got himself posted on just boot things over on Reddit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know oh. the kind of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Oh. It seems as though his military glory days were always at the back of his mind. 2005 was the kind of time when the internet was just sort of becoming alive. Mm. Social media was on the cusp of really taking over and people were beginning to understand how it felt for the first time to experience losing themselves on the internet mm. instead of being based in real life. Thomas Montgomery began spending more and more time on online gaming and gambling websites. One of these particular game sites was popular at the time and it was called Pogo. And that's uh, oh. where Thomas <laughs> He spent a lot of time on Pogo. Him Isn't that those little type. coins? Do you remember we were tiny? Those pogs. Pogs. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so I thought he was like on the pog website. The I mean, pog. maybe he collected pogs as well, but I could not find that in my research. I don't know. Um, so he was not on the pog website. He was on Pogo, <laughs> which had a lot of like, just like online games and like multiplayer stuff. He wishes it was pog. He. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so you, you know like online games like online drafts or I think Americans call it checkers oh yes um, you know like time wasted type yeah, games stuff like that yeah, yeah, where you can like meet with people and there's like a little chat thing at the yeah. side it was oh. that kind of thing yeah and they were really popular in 2005 they were fucking they everywhere. were they were so that's where he ended up spending a lot of his time to the surprise of absolutely fucking nobody yeah. his screen name was Marine Sniper because obviously he's a badass. Yeah, I'm enticed already. We've got a badass over he's here. He's got me hooked. So one day, while <laughs> in his games chat room, he mm. ended up striking up a conversation with another user, Ooh. who went by the screen handle of Tall Hot Blonde. Oh. It's interesting to note that Tall was misspelled because it only has one L, so oh. it's like Tall Hot Blonde. Tall Hot Blonde. But it's obviously supposed to be Tall. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because this person isn't very good at spelling or because there was a character limit. I have Maybe no the username was already taken. Me oh, that's and they had point. to sell with one L. Be like, no, I don't know. Yeah, because they couldn't be like Tall Hot Bond. Yeah. Or Tall Hot. But then they could have been blonde without the E. It was. <gasps> oh. Yeah, because so it's American. So I think in oh, America yes. they don't put the E on the end. I see. It's <laughs> interesting. I already said that. Um, mm. blah, 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 blah. Either way, the two ended up talking. So they became like buddies. Yeah. After a little bit of back and forth, Marine Sniper, aka Tom, discovered mm. that Tall Hot Blonde was actually an 18 year old girl called Jessie from West Virginia. Oh. Now, if Tom was a decent human being, he would have thought, oh my god, this girl is maybe a year or two older than my own daughters. I'm not going to be creepy. Yeah. I'm going to tell her how old I am and maybe just carry on playing games and have nothing to do with this. Yeah. However, oh. turns out that Thomas is not that kind of person. No. No. It oh. turns out that Thomas is the kind of person that would tell Jesse that he's 18 too. <gasps> no, no, yeah. no, no. Run away, Jesse. And Run instead away. of being honest with this girl Ew. and telling her that he's 46 years old and the father of two, oh. he instead said that he was an 18-year-old Marine called Tommy. <gasps> no. Tommy the Marine had seen action, been overseas, been fighting in wars and was battle-scarred, even though he's only 18 for some reason. That's ridiculous. He even concocted a story about his mum dying, when in <gasps> fact his mother was alive and well. <laughs> And he fuck? even said that he raped a cheerleader what? and enlisted in the Marines as some sort of weird penance for his mistakes. Oh, to, like, redeem himself. Yeah. Tommy is a full-on Mary Sue. He's an arse. He's a Mary Sue. Yeah. He fully is. He gave himself Gary a redemption Stu. arc. He's the given fuck? himself a redemption arc. Ugh. Yeah. And for some reason, I just think the fact it's hilarious, the fact that he's only 18 years old, but he's got all these war stories and stuff. Yeah. 
And it's like I'm gonna charm when you. When have you had time for that? By telling you I raped someone. It no. It's just that's a red It one. tells you a lot about who Thomas Montgomery is as a human being. It does just, definitely. Yeah. Um, and now he was 18 years old and a fully trained sniper. He was off to Iraq. It seemed as though Thomas was obviously pathetically projecting everything he mm. wanted to be onto this poor, unsuspecting teenager yeah. from fucking West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Next page. Tommy had red hair and was in amazing physical shape. Six foot tall. Yeah. Montgomery later said of this, quote, I kept thinking, well, we're never going to meet. I'll just play the game with her. Yeah. End quote. Ooh. He fucking said that. Yeah. That's disgusting. That's He began to spend even more time on the chat rooms than he used to before, although this time he was not just playing games. He and Jesse would talk constantly, and the conversations that started out as playfully flirty began to get incredibly intense. I've seen some of these conversations, it's disgusting. Is it still in the the checkers chat? Or is it it migrated to another? I don't think it's like a public chat. I think you can, like, there's like a chat there for when you're gaming with someone, but then I mm. think you can then move it to like that person's personal DMs. Oh, ooh. and it was kind of that. He slipped into the DMs. He slipped into the DMs. I was like, "Hey, girl, I'm Tommy. Check out my my height and my muscles." <laughs> Basically, that's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> the two exchanged photos, and Jessie sent pictures of herself in bikinis and in her high school softball and basketball uniforms, no. and she was lounging oh. by pools. Jessie was beautiful she sounds adorable in every sense of the word she was Mm -hmm. stunning um she also told him that she was a virgin oh no and thomas was extremely excited by this idea that makes me feel fucking sick thinking that there's this 46 year old dude who's really into thinking oh yeah this girl's a virgin that's just the nastiest uh, fucking thing. Uh, no. It's awful. Throw man. the whole it's, guy away. Throw him away. Throw him in the bin. Yeah. So Thomas realized though that he had to send her something in return, otherwise she might stop talking to him, and he did not want that to happen. Right. So to placate her, he sent her a picture of him that was taken thirty years ago when he was seventeen years old and in the mm-hmm. Marine boot camp. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's like Full on fucking catfishing this girl. Yeah, like, he's made choices to do that. Yeah. Oh, Hello, Daisy. Hi, baby. Recording, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Okay, right. Let's just see. She she might be quiet. No, she won't. My cat is here. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So his cover story got even more wildly elaborate. Yeah. He he even made a Tom Senior. <laughs> who was obviously just him oh but it was tommy's dad he and he would chat to her when tommy was not around you know because he was shooting imaginary people in iraq yeah um yeah so he would pretend to be tommy he'd pretend to be tommy's dad and then tommy's dad in yeah air quotes mm-hmm. would like talk to jesse when tommy was busy like at war this is way too much effort for it's a lot know? it's really deep that takes but the thing is, Jessie fell for this ruse and she fell really hard. Of course she did. The two ended up talking every day and he would become more and more detached from his family life. Ugh, yeah. It even got to the point where Jessie and Tommy would mm. send each other packages in the post, including <gasps> gifts and love letters. Gifts from Tommy were frequently flowers mm-hmm. and Jessie would send him her G-strings and thongs and even a set of dog tags engraved with the words Tom and Jesse always and forever. Oh, she sounds very smitten. She sounds really guy. smitten. She is fully. And that's that's fair because she thinks he's not a creep twice her age. Exactly. It didn't take long mm. before Tommy and Jesse completely fell in love with one another. 
and despite the fact that they'd never met, it became clear that the two were completely infatuated. The pair would confess over the chat rooms that they were in love with each other, I love you forever, I've never felt this way, all of that mushy, intense bullshit. As a matter of fact, I have one of the love letters that Tommy sent to Jesse right here, and it reads, quote, we, yeah. So excited about running with you. I want you in my life, now, tomorrow, and forever. You mean everything to me, honey. Without you in my life, I'm nothing. You give me a reason to keep on going. Honey, I can never, ever repay you for everything you've done or given me. That's why I love you so much. Honey, my love is unconditional, and it will be till the day I die. If you can't tell by now, I'm madly and deeply in love with you, and only you. Honey, I don't want anyone else in my life. I have found my perfect angel, and I'm never leaving till you tell me to. You are very much stuck with me, honey. I'm not leaving, and only you hold the key to let me go. No one else will make me leave you. I will fight them to the death, baby. Remember our motto, <laughs> always and forever. Honey, I love you. Jessica Blair Sheila, in brackets, Montgomery, brackets. Can't wait to be with you. Then it will only be us. I love you. Your very sexy marine, Tom. He sounds like Facebook Blech. spam. Disgusting. And like those people that Just message Just the fact like, that this is like life. some married... He's already got a whole family. He's already got a whole ass family and he's like, I love you and only you. I've never felt this way before. And it's like, she's 18. Leave her alone. Yeah. This is bonkers. But obviously she replied to his letters and mm. one of her letters read, quote, My dearest sweetie Tommy, oh. I love you so much, honey. I thank God every day for you, baby. His plan for us must be something great. I love you, Tommy, always and forever. Jesse, end quote. It's kind of sad. It's very sad. Because all of this is based on a lie. But if he loves her so much, how can he keep up this lie? Mm -hmm. Like, if he really does love her, how can he be okay with, like, lying to, lying her. to her constantly? That's not love. That's mm -hmm. just disgusting. His fantasy that he's built for himself to satisfy his urges is mm -hmm. more important to him than his wife, yeah. his daughters, or even the teenage girl he claims to love so much. His fantasy was overwhelming him. Yes. Now, this is bonkers. Are you ready for the bonkers? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. A letter was found in his locker at work dated the 2nd of January 2006, mm. which Thomas Montgomery had written to mm. himself. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Now, remember, this was found in his locker at work. He wrote this to himself. In his handwriting. He, yeah, he wrote it to himself. <laughs> Quote. Oh my God, no. On 2nd of January 2006, Tom Montgomery, brackets 46 years old, and brackets, ceases to exist and is replaced by an 18-year-old battle-scarred marine. He's moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. I wish I would know the exact time and I would change to new Tom to prepare for it. End quote. It sounds very Christian. I was just about to fucking say it. I was like, it maybe sounds, cut this out. It's giving me Christian it's vibes. It's very Christian. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> it's almost the interdimensional merge. It's like, yeah. it's... Planet 2, 1, beep 1,000, or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> yeah, this is Don't like... It's a lot. Yeah. It's just so many lies on top of lies. But I think I think they didn't it, find this until after everything happened. Aww. And then they looked back on it and they were like, wow, this dude's fucking nuts. Yeah, like it's been in his noggin for a long time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like this, this fucking guy writing himself weird letters about how he's going to change into an 18 year old that's so bizarre however that's only a part of the letter oh so the rest of it that i'm not going to quote okay it went on to describe tommy in great detail from the locks of his flowing red hair his mm -hmm. muscular shoulders 
and his nine inch weenie. <laughs> Check out he my didn't... marine weenie. <laughs> marine weenie. <laughs> nine inches, baby. He didn't actually use the word weenie, but I've used it because it takes the tension away from this shit show a little. It does. Of a 47 year old balding chubby man describing his fantasy genitals. It is safe to say, at this point in his life, not only do I want to, like, you know, like, bleach my eyeballs for having yeah. read all this stuff, Thomas Montgomery was struggling to keep a hold on reality. That's true. We can say yeah. that for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was criminally or legally insane. I just no, think he was so obsessed not. with his fantasy that he went mm-hmm. full on basement dweller. Yes. I don't think that it's, like, a mental illness. No. He's just so greedy. Mm-hmm. And he's obsessed. Yeah. Um... Except instead of being like a weird teenage basement dweller, he's got a wife and kids. It's like, you should know better than this, sir. You should know better. Definitely. Now, we all know that lies like this can't go undiscovered forever. No. And Thomas's attempts to prevent his daughters using the computer (gasps) worked some of the time. Oh, no. But in the end, one of them found Mm. chat logs and photos. (laughs) Which, you can't imagine how badly you'd want to just vomit seeing all that stuff. Yeah. And because this girl is, she's a good girl. She mm. went to go and tell her mum right away. Oh, because, like, yeah, you know, she... she would. Yeah. So this this teenage girl has more sense than, like, her father, who's mm-hmm. supposed to be, like, a protector of the family. This fucking kid knows what's up. Yeah. So Cindy, the wife, mm-hmm. um, she saw everything, and she was understandably devastated. Mm. Things got worse when she went through some of her husband's physical belongings oh, and found my. some of the gifts that Jesse had sent him. However, Cindy was a bad bitch. Yes. She's a bad fucking bitch. She did not crumble. She did not falter. Good. She took it upon herself to be the bigger person here. She was handed a tough set of cards, and Mm -hmm. rather than stooping to the level of her man-baby husband or a naive teenager, Mm -hmm. she stepped the fuck up. Good, that's what we need. She did. Cindy wrote two letters. She wrote one to Thomas and another one to Jesse. She seemed particularly outraged and disgusted that Thomas had been acting towards Jesse as both a young boy and a father. Yeah. That's nasty. That's vile. An excerpt of this letter read, quote, What I cannot believe is that you are living out some bizarre fantasy as a father and a son. If you want to separate, we can. But to continue to lie to me and the kids while she is sending your son gifts in the mail is not acceptable. End quote. She is fucking firm. She knows, like, bitch, this is not good enough. Mm -hmm. Don't do this shit. The letters to Jessie was straight up badass mum stuff. Yeah. She included a family photo of herself, Thomas, and their two daughters. Wow. I've seen the photos she included. I'll post it to the Instagram. Yay. It's like a proper 1990s looking family photo taken in, like, a mall. (laughs) It's like a full-on family picture. Here's your picture. (laughs) Anyway, the letter read... The letter read, <laughs> quote, Jesse, enclosed you will find a picture of my family. Let me introduce you to these people. The man in the center is Tom, my husband. As you can see, there is no son. I have no son. Mm-hmm. Tom has no son. He is 46 years old, soon to be 47. There is no Tommy. He is taking advantage of you. Mm-hmm. From what I am pulling from your letters, you're much closer to my daughter's age than mine, let alone Tom's. Are you over the age of 18? In this alone, he can be prosecuted as a child predator. You need to be much more cautious about your safety. You will only be hurt by a man who has mastered the art of manipulation and lies. Do mm. not trust words on a computer. Cindy Montgomery, end quote. Wow. 
that letter is incredible. That is. That is really incredible. And it's the best response that she could have done to this. Mm. She's being really compassionate towards Jessie, who at 18 doesn't have that much experience with love and relationships. Mm. It's easy to blame the other woman. That's like, true. It's really, yeah. like, if your husband's having an affair, it's so easy to get mad at the other woman. Mm. But she chose to show how emotionally understanding and empathetic she is mm-hmm. by getting a good measure of the situation. She did, however, order Thomas to live in the basement because she didn't want anything <laughs> to do with him right now. Very basement dweller. <laughs> yeah, so he's now being relegated <laughs> to the basement, um, which is completely 100% understandable. Bravo, Cindy. Yeah. Bravo, Cindy. We love you, you Cindy. bad bitch. Yippee, weepy. Obviously, Thomas is a little bitch baby, so yeah. he complained to all his buddies at work that he had to sleep in the basement. Oh, for fuck's sake. Boo-hoo. Mm. Boo, you've got to sleep in the basement like a mm. bitch baby. Cheater. Meanwhile, mm. Cindy's letter arrived in West Virginia. Yay. Jesse was probably excited to see a letter arrive with an upstate New York postmark. Oh, no. <laughs> but when she opened it, she must have felt her heart sink into her fucking butt. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Jesse wasn't completely stupid, though. So the teenager went over their past conversations mm-hmm. and she remembered that Tommy worked at Dynabrate Corp and was also able to remember the name of one of his colleagues. Ooh, yeah. Jesse went full detective mode and got hold of Brian Barrett's screen name and sent him a message. Nice. She wanted to know if Cindy was telling the truth or if this was some other woman trying to keep them both apart because mm. how the fuck is she supposed to know who Cindy is? Yeah, she's not going to know. So yeah, so she wasn't sure if this whole thing was true or if cindy was like tommy's side piece or something so Mm -hmm. she wanted to find out from his colleagues whether or not it was true yeah definitely she found brian and she got in touch with him brian's screen name was beefcake 1572 (laughs) 1572 (laughs) so beefcake 1572 was only 22 years old oh okay and he worked part-time with thomas at dinerbraid where he attended buffalo state college Nice. So he's got some cool shit going on, That's and he's cool. working part time for the money. Um, Brian re- responded to Jesse's messages and confirmed that everything Cindy said was true. Wow. Jesse was absolutely heartbroken. She must have been devastated. Clearly rebounding, mm. and with Brian much closer to her in age, oh. Jesse began to find comfort Uh-oh. in chatting in the evenings with Brian instead. Uh-oh. Oh, spicy. <laughs> Jesse sent Thomas a text message and told him it was over. Good. It was done. It was finished. Love that. Her and Brian were together now, and she would spend evenings sending him saucy photos and stripping off having online sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian even bragged about their relationship at work, making fun of Thomas and calling him a predator. <laughs> Good! You fucking Out pedo rape. Yeah, Which he way. is. And being publicly laughed at enraged him. <laughs> Thomas sure Montgomery barraged Jessie with angry messages, telling mm. her that, quote, half the company thinks I'm a fucking loser and a predator, end quote. <laughs> They'd be right, buddy. They They'd know be you right. are. Not think, they know. He also said they wouldn't trust him with their kids, and he hinted at suicidal thoughts, saying, quote, you can say goodbye forever to me and Tommy, end quote. <gasps> oh, he's gonna kill himself. Boo-hoo. Boo, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> but two weeks later... Jesse slid back into Thomas's messages. No, 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 she fucking no, did no. though. Stop it. Maybe the threats of suicide tugged at her heartstrings, or maybe she just enjoyed mm. the feeling of having two men fighting over her. Yeah. I mean, some I, people find that fun. Some people like that. I don't know, mm-hmm. mate. Either way, she talked to Thomas about Tommy as though he was like a real person that she lost. Oh. Which is really sad. That's sad. She yeah. said, "Quote: 
If he existed, I would still be holding him every night and sharing dreams with him every night. I ache to be with Tommy, end quote. Messages adored a a person, you know, that she got to know. Yeah, like Like that's all she saw. She got catfished really fucking hard. Yeah. And she fell for this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, the whole thing is just shit. So now even though she knows it's not real, she's probably she's she's getting over a relationship in her own way. And it's Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah difficult it's very difficult messages show that she believed that if thomas montgomery still loved her then tommy still existed in there somewhere no which i know <laughs> i know i have no words never <laughs> no but the thing is that was good enough to reignite thomas's bonkers fantasies of being a marine badass nine inch weenie coming through nine inch weenie coming through. <laughs> oh my god where am i even up to so she and Thomas actually rekindled their romance. Mm. This time with no pretense about who was who. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was like, I accept that you're 46 and I'm still into it. <laughs> okay. I know, I know, no. I know. Yeah. But Jessie promised that she didn't really love Brian and that she was only talking with him <laughs> to make Thomas jealous. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know. Come but on. then she's so immature. I know. There's a lot of stuff that you don't know at this point in yeah. your life. Like. I'm kind of very YOLO at this age as well. She's clearly YOLO because, yeah. however, Jessie was still secretly continuing her relationship with Brian. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know what? If it makes you happy, alright. But not She is all over the place. Guy. Yeah. She's flitting her attentions between both men. <laughs> at first, Jessie and Brian hid their blossoming relationship from Thomas. Mm. But Brian liked showing off his beautiful, athletic girlfriend and mm. convinced her to put their romance online. Mm. They began to make posts about one another on their public profiles, which Thomas obviously saw straight away because he stalked her 24-7. He was pissed. And his anger was directed at both of them. Oh, no. That's not very mature of you, sir. It's not. I mean, this whole thing is an episode about how (laughs) this isn't very mature of you, sir. (laughs) Um, I mean, I could end the story right here, but unfortunately we still have quite a lot to go. Yeah, so Thomas sent a lot of angry messages to Brian online because he refused to talk to him at work. So he would avoid Brian at work and not speak to him. But he'd harass him online on the internet because he's so tough and hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially when he found out that Brian was going to drive to West Virginia to meet Jesse in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Brian and Jesse are going to take their relationship to the next level and Thomas is freaking out. So Thomas lit up Brian's phone like some sort of lunatic and said... Quote, and this isn't all one message, by the way. This okay. is like a series of messages, but I'm just reading them out as if it's one thing. Okay. So, quote, I can't believe you chose her friendship over us. So you're going to see her. Go pop her cherry. Good luck. You wanted her. You got her. Just tell her to leave me the fuck alone. Goodbye, Brian. We are done. End quote. Well, this guy is like, he's acting like he's, he's acting like he's 18, but not yeah. in a good hot way. No. In like, a, I'm really emotionally immature and I don't mm. know how to... And I don't know how to do things. Mm. In the end, the meet-up did get called off. Okay. So Jessie panicked and was worried that Brian was only coming to visit her to have sex and to mess around with Thomas. Fair. Which is fair because he probably was just going over to have sex and to fuck around with his weird Mm. work friend. Yeah. And not because he actually loved her. Mm. In this moment of confusion, she once again reached out to Thomas. No, stop doing that. She was worried that Brian didn't really love her and she told Thomas that she was considering breaking things off with him. The two ended up reconciling again in secret and decided that being friends was the best way forward. 
Now, because Thomas Montgomery is a man baby, yeah. he decided to confide his closest thoughts and feelings to this naive teenager. Oh, don't do that. You're a whole ass. We are lucky enough to have archives of this conversation. Oh, no. And we are going to have some <laughs> deep dive time into this. We these are archives? going to have some creeps and crime story time. Oh. Amateur dramatics. Ooh. Because. I'm surprised. This is for you. <gasps> what the fuck? And this is for me. Oh, I'm no. going to play Marine Sniper <laughs> and you're going to play Tall Hot Blonde. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> he lost a very good friend, Jesse. He made a very deadly enemy. You have done what I feared most. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Turned my heart ice cold. I hate him with a passion and for ten cents I would eliminate him. That's a little drastic, isn't it? Payback is a motherfucker, Jesse. I am the ultimate weapon. <laughs> I am a marine. What are you going to do? Let's just say that your piece of shit... <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> Let's just say your piece of shit boyfriend came within a pussy hair of dying. Are you serious? Yes. When? The day after you two assholes told me you were fucking with me. Oh. Had I pulled a little harder, he would be gone. Brian will pay in blood. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you can see, Thomas is a fucking nutcase. Then, um, and he really, really, definitely thinks that he's like one of those like tough guy soldier boys. Like <laughs> he just gets laughed at. Like, like it's like, fucking hilarious. It's so cringy. He's such a tryhard. Like the cringe is physically hurting me. It is. I feel as though, as well, most rational human beings would have seen all the red flags in that conversation from space. Definitely. Like, with all those, you can make a golf course with all those red flags. Like, mm. that whole conversation is a dumpster fire. It was scary just reading it, never mind her experiencing that. Yeah. Ooh. However, it seems as though Jessie was not rational. She was either thinking with her heart or with her foof. When she used this conversation to get back together officially with Thomas, Mm. Yeah, so she's officially back with him. So she had the conversation and she was like, yeah, that's what I want. Again? Yeah. <gasps> Thomas would frequently tell her he couldn't believe they were back together and Jessie would confide in him that she was going against her own mother's advice, even talking to him. Oh, fuck. No. I know, no. I know. Mother's no best. This would imply that her mum at least had some sort of idea that she's been getting into trouble on the internet. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem as though Jessie's mum either has that much influence over her daughter yeah. or she just doesn't really know what to do. Yeah. She's definitely tried to give us some warnings according to Jesse's conversations, but Jesse is certainly ignoring them. Tell me. I know. So close, yet yeah. powerless. So all of this was going on over a period of months. Yeah. Brian and Jesse were still friends, but they were not an online item anymore. Oh, okay. Brian tried his hardest to stay for, away from Tom at work because, according to him, he can't be bothered dealing with all that <laughs> bullshit. It would be so awkward. However, Thomas still seemed to be obsessed with him. Oh, no. And according to Brian's chat logs with Jesse, Thomas even tried to hit Brian with his car <gasps> in the parking lot. <laughs> <of work. laughs> Jesus. Focus on your real life, please. Yeah. Um, during this conversation, Brian and Jesse confide confided in each other that they were actually scared of Thomas Montgomery. Yeah. I... Yeah, I'm scared too. Yeah. It's, it's only great. escalating. It's not going well. No. <laughs> By the end of summer 2006, Thomas found out that Jesse and Brian were talking as friends once again. Oh, shit. Yeah. His rage was reignited once more, and Thomas's messages to Jesse became increasingly violent. 
He seemed obsessed with the idea that Brian was going to have sex with her. And he said that he didn't ever want to meet Jessie unless she was being gang raped. And he uses the N word here. Oh, no, like, no. Shame on you, sir. So Fuck right he's on. all of these awful things and a racist, Get which is a surprise to absolutely fucking nobody. Mm-hmm. He um, also said yeah. that he would post her address online so that N word could find her. No. Yeah, so this no, guy is like. Dogs, children. Yeah, so he is just. Dick down spiraling real hard Jesus Christ um Jessie said once again that she was going to leave him although Thomas didn't believe her Mm. which the amount of times that she changed her mind about what she was going to do very flip floppy she's very fucking flip floppy so on the 13th of September 2006 Mm. Thomas Montgomery sent Jessie numerous messages that went unanswered Mm. at just over 1.30 in the morning he sent her a message saying quote you are a whore and that's all you will ever be, end quote. She replied, quote, I'm leaving now, end quote, and then signed off. Wow. Thomas Montgomery proceeded to send her more messages throughout the night and the next day, none of which received a response. Good, good. No. Yeah. The messages were obscene, asking her what kinds of sexual scenarios her and Brian had been up to. He called her in the early hours of the 15th of September and woke her up. He was in a fit of rage and was screaming down the phone at her. This is horrible. So this is getting real bad now. This guy's gross. Yeah. No. No. That very same evening, at 10.16pm, Brian clocked off work and headed to his white pickup truck in the car park. He got into his truck and closed the door. Suddenly, Thomas Montgomery came out of the shadows and three shots were fired through the driver's window. Oh my god. Two of them hit Brian. No. One of them in the arm and one of them in the neck. Jesus. No. Brian Barrett bled out in the driver's seat of his truck and died. No. Yeah. No, Brian. Come back. Poor Brian. No. No. It's fucking shitty because... Not shit. Fucking poor Brian. He got caught up in this. He how? honestly just got caught up in this. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not... It's horrific what happened to him. No. I'm sad. Yeah. Less than two hours later, Jesse received a message. Oh, I don't know. It was from Thomas Montgomery. He said, quote, you waiting for your boyfriend, end quote. <gasps> oh, what a piece of shit. Two hours after that, at 2.15am, she received another message saying, quote, <clears throat> come on, your boyfriend Brian won't mind you talking to me, end quote. Yeah. I personally can't decide here if mm. Thomas Montgomery is trying to give himself an alibi by talking about Brian as if he was oh, still alive. Oh, yeah. Because obviously, if he'd killed him, he would know that he was dead. Yeah. Or... If he's just taunting Jesse by asking about Brian when she has no idea yet that he's been murdered. Mm. It does feel like some kind of mind game. Yeah. Either way, it didn't help him a great deal. He no. was an obvious suspect. I yeah, mean, he was. I mean, <laughs> duh. <laughs> yeah, because everyone at work would go, that guy. Yeah. That guy. It's funny you should say that. Because his colleagues at work told detectives <laughs> that Thomas's behaviour had become increasingly erratic and strange in the days leading up to the murder. Yeah. And he had been almost constantly talking shit about Brian behind his back. One colleague told detectives that Thomas had said, quote, I wouldn't be stupid enough to leave shell casings lying around if I was to kill someone, end quote. Yeah, he'd hide them in his lineage wing. That very same employee also told detectives that Thomas had asked him, what time does Brian finish work? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this guy. Just go wait in the shadows until he comes out. Totally not suspicious behaviour at all. No, Absolutely no not way. suspicious. What an innocent guy. Yeah. So by the crime scene, detectives also found a peach stone near Brian's truck. 
and a leather cartridge case with dog hairs. Ooh. To gather more evidence against Thomas Montgomery, detectives mm. went through Brian's phone. Here they found all the messages from Jesse, wow. detailing not only their relationship together, but evidence that Thomas had been threatening them both a lot previously. Mm. Detectives were obviously immediately worried for Jesse's welfare, and Lieutenant Ron Kenyon called her immediately in the middle of the night. He confirmed with her that she had had an online relationship with Thomas Montgomery mm. and warned her that she was in real danger. Jesus because he's an excellent police officer, he mm-hmm. then followed up with her local police department in West Virginia. Yeah. So he spoke to officers there mm-hmm. and requested that someone go to Jesse's home at the address that she'd given him to make sure that she was okay. Yeah. So Officer J. L. Kirk was dispatched from the local PD in West Virginia to go and check on her. Mm. But when he arrived at her small house next to a car parts dealer that she lived in with her parents, mm. he found that the teen girl wasn't home. Oh, fuck. Right. No. Worried for her safe safety, he spoke to her mother, who Jessie'd said had warned her all those months ago. Yeah. Jessie's mother was named Mary Sheila, and she didn't know where her daughter was. She said that Jessie was, quote, away, end quote, and didn't know how to reach her. Oh. The police officer was getting more concerned as she'd been threatened and was now missing, and Mary was getting more and more agitated as well. However, it soon became clear to Officer Kirk that something was very wrong with what was going on with Jesse. Kirk radioed back to get in touch with Kenyon, who reported that he'd definitely spoken to Jesse only a couple of hours earlier. She had to Mm. be in the house, or at least in the area. Oh, it's spooky. It's fucking weird, man. Finding that out when you're on site, like, she's definitely somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That woman isn't alone. Go find her. It's like, go find that woman's child that she's Yeah, it's just like the whole thing. Oh, that's scary. Officer Kirk kept pressing Mary for details. He didn't want to leave until he knew the location of Jessie and that she was safe. Mm. Mary started getting more and more nervous until she finally confessed, Mm. quote, it was me. What the fuck? End quote. Irresponsible parents everywhere. I'm sick of them. Mary was the woman who spoke to Officer Kenyon on the phone earlier (gasps) that day. Mary had been toying for months with Brian and Thomas and sent underwear (laughs) in the post. (laughs) Mary was so hot blonde. Why, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck was wrong? A real person died because everyone's pretending to be each other. I'm so glad you didn't know this case. I'm so fucking done. <laughs> like, I know very brief details, like, it, I don't even I know. I, I knew in some case someone was pretending to be someone, but then someone else was pretending to be their kid. But I think it's probably happened more than once. And I've I have no idea. There's that. all kinds of catfishing stories out there on the yeah, internet. Yeah, there's sadly a lot. But it's yeah. weird to think that back in 2005 and 2006, we were just chilling on MySpace, yeah. tapping, while this is going on. This, all this shit. This yeah. happened while we were just chilling. Yeah, everyone was just chilling, <laughs> apart from Marine Sniper and Tall Hot Blonde, who were not chilling. Also, Beefcake was not chilling. No, he was not. <laughs> so, Officer Kenyon was flabbergasted. Mm. Yeah, he fucking was. He said of this, quote, She was very convincing. She sounded like an 18-year-old girl to me. Mm. End quote. As a matter of fact, mm. Kenyon drove for all the way from Buffalo to West Virginia to meet Mary for himself, because he wanted to see for himself, wow. like, what the fuck. Yeah. He was so astounded that the teenage voice on the phone belonged to an adult woman. He was even more horrified to discover that Jessie was a real person. She was Mary's teenage daughter who lived with her in the house. 
Run that by me again. <laughs> so, Pardon. Mary Sheila yeah. is a woman. Okay. She is short, fat, ugly. Just, she's not good looking at all. She's okay. pretty gross, right? right? And she has a really beautiful teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. She pretends to be that teenage daughter to get men to have on with sex oh, with her. Oh, okay. So it, it adds a whole other icky oh, layer to this does. that no one needed. That's that's gross yeah it yeah, it gets grosser yeah. it gets grosser it, so yeah. mary sheila had been sending men risque and tempting photos of her own teenage daughter to men online and then pretending to be her in online sex sessions that's sick it's throw that parent away too just throw them all away just throw them in the bin adios with done <laughs> <laughs> The police ended up finding hundreds of photos on Mary's laptop taken of Jessie when she obviously didn't know it, including upskirts. That's disgusting. Jessie was indeed exactly who Mary pretended she was. She mm. was athletic, beautiful, smart, and kind. Mm. Mary herself was the polar opposite. She was 45, much shorter, overweight, and basically looks like a cone. She's got terrible oh. hair. I'll post a picture yeah. on the Instagram. Thank you. Back in Buffalo, Thomas Montgomery was being questioned by the police about Brian's murder. Mm. He interrupted the police, saying he had to go and get his lunch from the car because the peaches would spoil in the hot weather. Which is not important right now, How is that a priority? It's not a priority right now. However, remember the peach stone found at the crime scene? Yeah, I do. So, yeah, Thomas Montgomery (gasps) is not that smart. That was, yeah, it's also criminal. Later on, his DNA was discovered to be on stone. Because of course it was. Yeah, and he just leaves his shit on the floor. He left his shit on the floor. Police also obtained a warrant to search his house, where they found G-strings sent by Jesse and lots of photos. Mm. One of these photos had his gun cabinet in the background. It had a 30 caliber rifle in it, which was now missing. Ah. Interesting. In November, Thomas Montgomery was arrested for Brian Barrett's murder. He denied everything and insisted that he was in a restaurant at the time the Mm -hmm. murder took place. An imaginary restaurant. An imaginary restaurant. When officers told him the truth about him falling in love with and having online sex with a pudgy middle-aged woman, (laughs) detectives said, quote, the colour drained out of his face. He was the same colour as the walls, end quote. Fucking good. He's honestly earned that. He good. Because he put someone else in that situation. Disgusting. Bitch, disgusting. Mm Mm-hmm. Eventually, Thomas Montgomery entered a guilty plea and received 20 years behind bars. The somewhat easier sentence is because he pled guilty rather than going through the hassle of a trial. Mary Sheila, however, got mm. off scot-free. <laughs> she has faced no criminal charges for oh. anything she did. Why? She did not spend a day in jail. I hope she gets She had to go street, and though. like testify and stuff, and she has a very mm. nice life. Like she's just chilling she whatever. No. Um Technically, though, she didn't actually commit a crime. I know. She acted disgustingly, using Mm -hmm. her own daughter as sexual bribery to strangers, but has faced no legal consequences whatsoever. Mm. Her husband did divorce her, and I've seen interviews with her ex-husband, and he seems genuinely just really confused and heartbroken. Yeah. Like, he doesn't Mm. understand why or how or anything. Mm -hmm. The real Jessie wants nothing to do with her mother whatsoever. She's completely disowned her. And she moved to live with relatives when she attended college. The real kicker, though, is Mary Sheila plans to write a book about the dangers of the internet. Pun. (laughs) She is a danger on the internet. Mary (laughs) Sheila plans to write a book about the dangers of the internet. So an autobiography. So an autobiography, (laughs) yeah, basically about, like, you know, how to avoid me on the internet. Yeah, (laughs) don't speak to anyone. The end. But yeah, so that is 
That is the case of the tall hot blonde. That's incredible. And that is book closed. I'm glad there's not more murders in it. Because yeah. I was really worried for that girl. Yeah. I was also, like, when I first read about this case, yeah. I really thought, like, holy shit, this poor girl is going to die. And then that whole yeah. twist at the end just, like, punched me in the dick. Like, like, oh. I was not ready. It put it put Tom on hold. It put Tom on hold. He was it, like, I don't want to go over there and shoot that wrinkly, dumpy bitch. Well, I mean, he had no fucking idea. But it's the fact that, like, she did exactly the same thing as what he was doing. Yeah. And he didn't even think maybe just maybe someone out there is doing the same as me yeah he was like i'm the only one doing this I'm yeah a master of lies on the internet yeah and it turns out that mm-hmm. actually bitch mary sheila has put you to fucking shame she duped you yeah you're a clown <sighs> so what did you think of the story i thought it was <laughs> interesting <laughs> it was definitely interesting i'm i'm glad it wasn't you know more sinister I mean, it's pretty fucking sinister it had, to me. Yeah, it's had a sinister points, but I'm just really glad that Jessica's alive. The actual was, real Jessica. Yeah, yeah, me too. I yeah. was so fucking worried that you were I mean, say like, she must be then, really fucking traumatized definitely. by all of this. I really hope that wherever she is, she's successful and healthy yeah. and happy, and she's had therapy, and she's. I hope that wherever Jessie is in the universe, she's doing fucking brilliantly. And she's got people around her that she can actually trust. Yeah. And they love Same. Her. Hard same. Also, Thomas mm-hmm. Montgomery's fucking wife and kids. I hope that they're doing brilliantly. Oh. I hope that they're successful and yeah, safe. Yeah, because they were teenagers as well. Yeah. And when all that came out, like, how will it have been in school for them? It will have just been awful. It'll be horrible. Yeah, so I hope that they're... I hope they're good now. I hope they're good. I hope everyone is good except Marine Sniper and Tall Hot Blonde. Yeah. I hope they really suck. Yeah. I hope they, they have terrible lives. I hope they miserable. have constipation every day. Yeah. Standing... B- dog poop every day well i mean thomas montgomery's in jail there's not a lot of dog poop in jail is he yeah i just said he yeah, yeah but to 20 years. hold on so 2006 yeah when does he get out it, uh i'm That's... not sure when he got sentenced because obviously the trial would have taken a little while yeah i would you know what? is it soon i don't want um, it to be soon i don't put him back in no let me just have a little google let's have a google so he got sentenced in 2007. <laughs> so he got sentenced in 2007 for 20 yeah. years in prison. So that's 2027 oh. he's getting out. Right. But then he's got five years post-release supervision. So he'll have to spend oh. like five years in like a... Is it like a halfway house or something? Or where you like oh, yeah. get watched and you have to check in with people every so often or something? Yeah. But yeah, so basically just don't let that man anywhere near a computer or other human beings. No. Yeah. No. Also, there is a really good documentary on this case called mm-hmm. Tall Hot Blonde. It was on Netflix, but it's not on Netflix anymore. Mm. But it can be found if you just Google Tall Hot Blonde documentary 2009. Yeah. That was really, really good. There's some really good interviews on that with some of the people that were involved. Um, and it's really interesting to get like an inside look into how all this fucking happened. Mm. Um, also, interestingly, there was another film made about it in 2012 that was... It was either produced or directed by Courtney Cox. Oh, which is like cool. what? Yeah. I did go to watch it for research for this, mm-hmm. but it's not done in like a documentary style. It's done in like a movie. Yeah, and yeah. I was not feeling it because no. it's not my kind of jam. But no. other people, it might be their kind of jam. Mm-hmm. So if that's your kind of jam, then watch it because it might be Enjoy really good. It. Yeah. Um, also, obviously, everybody knows that the Morbid podcast is amazing, and yes. they did an episode on this case, and mm-hmm. it was very good. So, if you haven't watched it, which you must be actually bonkers to not follow them, 
go yeah. and go and listen to that episode because it's we it's very good. Um, I think that's one of the few episodes I haven't listened to. Thank God, because I was really because obviously <laughs> the, the the main part of the story is you have like the twist of Thomas Montgomery catfishing oh, somebody, yeah. but then the huge twist mm. of the person being catfished is catfishing. It's yeah. like. I really didn't want you to know about that no. already. And I'm so glad that I got to do the reveal with you. You did Your the face was like... What the fuck? Your <laughs> face. I wish that everyone hearing this could have seen her face. I can't even remember how it was to like. It was it amazing. Again. But like when I started it, you could see the penny dropping in slow motion. Mm. Like <laughs> You could see... You could just see the all the different layers of the thought processes going on. It's a lot. It is. It's a lot. Definitely. But I hope whoever's listening, mm-hmm. I know Mom and Karis will be listening, so hello, Mom. Hello, Karis. Hello, guys. Um, anyone else, obviously, thank you for listening to the story, yeah. and I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Um, I sure did. I did. I enjoyed telling you a story. Um, really? Next time, am I going to be telling you another story, or are you going to tell me one next tell time? Tell me another story. I'll tell you. Right, okay. So <laughs> next time, I'll be telling you another story. Ooh. Um, would you like me to keep it a surprise from you again? Keep it a surprise. I'll keep it as a surprise. I mean, so, remember how surprised I was just now? That was very good. I that, want to experience yes. that feeling again. Yes. So, I will be telling another story next time. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, the thank you for listening. <laughs> but also thank you. I appreciate that you sat here in this. We've I made did. a, we've made like, um, a, a sheet and pillow fort to, to try and keep the audio in so hopefully it will be a bit clearer and a bit louder than last time yeah it'll be less underwater so we're very warm in here right now it's quite cozy it's toasty and my cat that you probably heard throughout this recording is curled mm-hmm. up and gone to sleep she made some biscuits one of the blankets and, and has taken a nap yeah. yeah so i'll get this edited tonight and then it'll be <laughs> online tomorrow Ooh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do it real quick yeah, yeah, yeah. so bye bye